0: It's no secret that teacher-parent boundaries can be one of the hardest things to set, especially as a new teacher. In fact, I personally struggled with this a couple years ago. Hey, Teacher Bestie, my name's Helena and I'm the creator of the Present Teacher Podcast. I'm a first year teacher coach. And in this podcast, you are gonna learn everything from simple, actionable classroom management, social learning, and teacher wellness strategies. You know that impact you wanna make in the classroom? Well, we're gonna make it happen here. You see, during COVID, one of my families requested to friend me on Facebook. Now, being from a small town, I didn't think anything of it, so I thought everything would be fine, so I went ahead and accepted. Well, that same night, I got a phone call from that family member, and I, of course, was worried that something was happening, so I went ahead and answered. Turns out that The child missed me and it was 10 o'clock at night, but they just wanted to say hi. Now, I was polite and professional and I, you know, talked to the child for 20 to 30 minutes and when I hung up the phone, I was like, okay, that's over but it wasn't. You see, the next week, the same thing happened during about 10 o'clock at night. My family called me again so I could visit and FaceTime the student. Now, don't get me wrong, especially during COVID, I was more than happy to help and be supportive with the families, but I was a little worried that this came off a bit unprofessional, and I was worried it was going to get worse. So, I'm personally really scared of confrontation. I didn't fix it at first, and here's what happened. It turns out that by the next week or a couple weeks later, they were consistently calling me one to even two times a week asking if I could FaceTime and visit with a student. And I got to the point that I was starting to get really, really exhausted because I would stay up till like 10, 30, 11, and I'd wake up at 5 a.m. to then do a workout before I jumped online and started teaching. So at this point, I had to make a decision. I had to step up and set a parent-teacher boundary for not only my student, but for myself as well. That's when I had the really difficult conversation with the family, and I just let them know that I could no longer FaceTime the child at night on FaceTime. Instead, I was more than happy to visit with the child during the school day. Now, this wasn't the easiest boundary to set afterwards, but I'm really glad that I did, and things would have been a lot easier if I would have set them from the beginning. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're gonna talk about the importance of setting parent-teacher boundaries and how to be consistent with them. That way you don't run into a little mishap like I did. The first step to setting teacher-parent boundaries when it comes to communication is to set office hours. Now, I typically set office hours between 7:30, 7:30, about a half hour between my contract time and about four, 30 minutes after my contract time. The office hours are really up to you and what you feel most comfortable with, but especially at the beginning of the year, I would put it on your parent newsletter or one of your newsletters when parents can contact you and what method of contacting they should do, whether that's phone, email, or special app that your school uses or you use in your class to communicate. Either way, Set those office hours ahead of time. That way you have a set boundary on when you will be communicating with families and it doesn't bleed into after your contract time or after school into later during your personal time. I also recommend that you also make sure to respond to families within one to three business days. That way you're still being consistent with your communication and your family still feel valued. The biggest dilemma with this is you also want to be consistent unless it's an emergency. So I try to hardly ever respond to a phone call or an email or a instant message unless it's an emergency because you'll have situations where families will then expect you to be available during those hours and that's just not feasible if you have a life or if you are doing things outside the classroom which you absolutely have the right to do so. But as I said, I do answer in Case of emergencies. So, for example, one year I had a student who had a medical emergency late into the night. And so I talked to his mother on the phone and everything was fine. I um, took care of what I needed to the next day. But unless it's an emergency, I highly recommend you stick with those office hours. That way you can be consistent and your families can too. Now, this might be hard for you if you are a recovering people pleaser like I am. That's why I recommend as soon as you get a message, if you are your knee jerk reaction is to respond. I would respond and then schedule it out for the next day during your office hours. That way it's off your plate. You don't have to worry about remembering to respond to that email, you already did it, but now it's set to respond within the office hours. That way you are being consistent and upholding the boundary of responding during those office hours. The second thing you wanna do when you're setting a parent-teacher boundaries or teacher-parent boundaries when it comes to your communication is to set an amount of times that you're going to respond to a family member. Now, I know this is gonna sound silly, but you might run into families that wanna talk to you for a good portion of the day And it's kind of hard to do that when you have over 15 to 20 plus kids running around your classroom. Hopefully not running, but you get the point. In fact, one year I had a family member who wanted me to call on my lunch, which was totally fine. I went ahead and gave her a call. Our phone call took the entire 20 minutes I had for my lunch. I went ahead and picked up my kids after recess. And then she sent me a message right after saying, Call me back. I have more to say within that same hour after I just talked to her. This is when I realized that I needed to have a boundary on how many times I was going to respond to families because if not, it's very, very easy to be in constant contact with them all day, which isn't a bad thing. But if you're constantly calling and texting and, and messaging, then it can be really hard to be present in the classroom, which is the whole point. That's why I set a limit that I will give everybody um, one phone call a day if. They need a phone call. And then I don't mind doing two to three back and forth messages, but I'm not going to be on the phone constantly texting my families when I should be teaching. That's why I recommend you do something like that too. Figure out how many phone calls are you willing to take a day from a family, unless it's an emergency, of course. And then how many times are you willing to go back and forth with a family member on different issues or different things that come up in the classroom? The next parent-teacher, teacher-parent boundary I recommend that you set is to decide ahead of time if you are going to go to sports events or birthday parties. Now, this is something you might not think of until the moment comes up, but it is something that happens almost every year. Every year, you might get asked to go to sports activities or to birthday parties. And while I love that my students love me and want me to be at their events, it's also important to ask yourself, can I sustain this for everybody? Because what would ha- often happen is I would go to this one group of students' sporting events and then they would all get upset that I wasn't able to get to everybody's game or to everybody's activities. Same with birthday parties. If you go to one, then you're going to have possibly 20 plus students asking if you can go to theirs as well. Now, some teachers love to go to all the birthday parties and all to all the sports activities. But what a lot of people don't realize is that oftentimes there's 20 different games going on around the same time or half your kids are in the same sport in different leagues or different clubs or different teams. And so you're just kind of running around trying to get to everywhere. So Be mindful ahead of time on whether or not you will be attending them and what policy or what you want to do to be consistent with that because you may have some upset families or students if you're not able to make their party or their games as well. Overall, setting teacher-parent boundaries in the beginning of the year can feel very, very intimidating or be a little difficult. But at the end of the day, if you set these ahead of time, you are making sure that you have a smoothly ran year and you're thinking out these problems before they come up. What questions do you have about parent communication? Let me know in the comments because this is part one of a four-part series about parent communication. And if you have more questions about being a first-time elementary teacher, I highly recommend you check out the Ultimate Elementary Teacher Answer Guide where I answer the top 10 commonly asked questions about being a new elementary teacher. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you found this helpful, I would really appreciate it if you could like and subscribe. As always, remember that we are stronger together and I will be talking to you soon, teacher Busty. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some value that will help you thrive inside and out of the classroom. It would mean the world to me if you could take five seconds right now and leave a review on this podcast. And if you found this podcast especially helpful, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me on your socials to let me know you're listening. As always, remember that we are stronger together with all the love in the world, Helena, aka the President. See you next time, teacher bestie.